Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. So, this is the year, this is the year of mastery. Of mastering, of locking in these, these skills that I've been working on for four years. <laughs> um, and I'm going to be referring to this in a couple of areas of my life. So lately I have been having these fairly minor flare-ups with, the only way I know how to describe it is, I guess, body dysmorphia. I, I've told you all about it. I've been talking about these themes for years now, years, um, and practicing them. But I, I, there are times where I just, I just, I just cannot even believe that I would succumb to, to, Disliking my body again. <laughs> I spent the good part of my life just having my self worth attached to my body, my looks, my my body in general, my face, the way I present myself to the world. And it has been a problem for me, just like many women, I'm not alone, people, not just women, just people on the planet somehow believing in some ways that they are their body firstly, but, but also that somehow my worth is attached to this. And I remember writing about, I was telling you on my last podcast about how I, I was writing for years and I would write about this. I would write about this idea. I mean, I remember leaving the gym once and there was this group of women in the town that I live in and they were all standing by the door and they were like, you know, well, you should join our Pilates class. And I just kind of, kind of left <laughs> the YMCA. <laughs> and, I, and the thought I had in my head was, I'm okay with mediocrity. I'm okay with being a medium. And somehow that being a size medium, there was something wrong with that in my own head. I mean, these were like the pretty women. These were like the, you know, people who worked very hard to look the way that they look. Because a lot of times, a lot of times, we have the belief that we have to work hard to get anything in this world. That we have to work hard, that somehow we have to work hard and sacrifice. And I was sitting here and I'm, I'm thinking about this Abraham Hicks 
example that they're always using. I mean, it's a good thing that we don't believe we have to work hard to get our oxygen. Or we have to work hard to like actually have our, our the cells in our body do what they do to metabolize our food or heart to beat or all of the systems in our body that are that are happening without us having to say anything. It's just happening. So basically what I'm trying to say here is is that there is a whole whole lot that we don't have any control over. We can't, we can't, we have no say over so much of our body and how it is. It's, it's in this acceptance. And the acceptance of, of our bodies as it is in any given moment and loving. So I had grown, as I'd gotten older, there was a certain point that I just really started to love my body and, and to not think or act against it anymore. I wasn't going to gonna act against my body. I mean, I was just going to love my body. And so in the past, I mean, it hasn't even been that long. I, I don't know. I, I really have just kind of taken a nosedive in this area. Not horribly, but I mean, I just... Into this again a little bit where and 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 there's so much that's attached to it like this sense of discipline like um that I'm not eating properly that I'm not exercising enough that I'm not enoughing enough I'm not doing enough to have my body present the way that I would like it to present to the world And, and I, and I've, I've started to do this other thing that kind of came upon me in, in my age now. And that's like, I look pretty good for a person my age. This is another like really, um, (laughs) really, really interesting thought pattern that has come out, come, come to me over the past years and 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 we think these things and we're not really privy to it we're not privy to our thoughts like to what unless we're privy to them so we have to like really pay attention to the underlying thought to somehow I'm good if I don't eat that Danish that I really want or I'm bad if I don't I'm good if I don't eat it I'm bad if I do eat it like somehow my self-worth, this sense of discipline, that I should be able to discipline myself enough to not succumb to these, the desires. And then the desire itself, because like a lot of times I'm kind of a foodie. Just going to say that I'm, I'm kind of a foodie. I like food a lot. And I, and I, I I really like to eat. I do. I don't necessarily like to eat a lot, like like a like a lot in one sitting per se, but I just like to eat. I just like it. I like the act of it. 
And I noticed that sometimes I will pack my my lunch. So I pack my lunch and then I and then I come and it's eaten before I even get wherever I'm going. <laughs> it's eaten before lunch. <clears throat> because I like it. I like the taste of it. I like chewing on food, I guess. I just like the act of eating. I I and and so in all if I'm I'm really to look at it, not a whole lot has changed in myself over the past months that would change my body dramatically. And I and so I've come to realize that it is my my body dysmorphia is really acting up and I am I am judging myself I'm I'm looking at my body and I'm I'm seeing it differently than I was before. So it's all in my perception. And then and then I believe that that our bodies just just will present the way we're thinking about them. They'll just present the way we're thinking about them. So if I'm thinking that I'm not doing the right things or I'm I'm thinking that I've gained weight. I mean, God forbid I should gain a little weight. Like if I gain a little bit of weight, then then I'm bad. Like I I'm not disciplined. I'm I'm lazy. I'm I have all of these this negative self-talk. And so what I'm proposing for myself and possibly for others who are interested in this topic is breaking down this entire system. I, I, I think that we, we have been, been, been corralled into this way of thought by society. There are other cultures that do not value thinness the way the people in the United States marketers value thinness. I mean, it's really, really a strange thing, isn't it? That they somehow value thinness, but there is so much crappy food out there to eat. It's just all over the place and advertisements for it. I mean, you're just driving along the street and there's just crappy food establishment after crappy food establishment. <clears throat> and so, and I and I typically speaking do not eat at those crappy food establishments. I'm I'm more of this like I like to find local places and 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 eat food in in small establishments and then I get to know their menu and like some of the places that I've been eating are just exceptional like this little cafe and by where I live it's about an hour away but so when I go to do my work in that town because I drive a lot I travel a lot for my 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 um work my day gig <laughs> and I and I found this like plate and it's like a gourmet pl- like I couldn't believe I got the avocado toast it was just exceptional 
I mean, I'm just like, oh my God, I just can't believe how good this is. So I went back two days later and got it again. <laughs> and so, and so back to the mixed messages. And so we have this message that there's a certain type of beauty and it's like, like it's almost extreme thinness. Um, is is what is valued and and <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm thinking right now about how these norms are changing a bit. Like I'm seeing different companies, like say Anthropology. Anthropology like shows their clothes on all different size models, uh, and I I don't see that as much in my favorite brand, which is Free People. I usually on Free People you got like somebody who is incredibly thin and and what we fail to to remember when we are looking at these images is that that image has been doctored up to look a certain way and that's not really the way that they look it's like it's not really the way they look and and yet we are judging ourselves by somebody that doesn't even look that way. I mean, they could take a picture of us and doctor us up and and we could look that way, but it would be a fake picture of us. It wouldn't be a real picture of us. It would be fake. So other places in the world where they don't, you know, I, I noticed this years ago with, and this is just kind of bizarre, frankly. When I would go to the West Coast, the, the, and, and I think this is interesting too, it's like the women. I, I'm going to say, I don't believe that there is the same push for men. And I'm, I'm speaking this and, it, and it's kind of mean of me because, because this could not be true. I'm, I'm because I should, maybe I should stay in my own lane, but I, one of the things that I've noticed is that as a woman, I'm more inclined to looking at women. My brain has been been conditioned to looking more at women, and I know on some level I'm doing that because I'm competing with other women for men for resources, and this was happening. I mean, I I would be looking at women even when I was married okay so I'm married and I'm looking at that woman is she a threat to my my marriage like I'm looking at other women like looking at them to make sure that you know they're not going to be a threat so it's all a comparison game and it's just bizarre to me that that as a you know, a woman who's attracted to men that I would look at women's appearance more than I would men. And this is like, I'm being very honest. I mean, this is just, and I don't know, maybe I'm alone in the way that my brain works, but, but here's the thing at this point in my life where I'm at, I I'm looking at this. I'm like, I'm looking at my thought patterns. I'm noticing them. I, I'm like, wow, that's weird. Why, why am I doing that? And I'm, and I'm really tired of it. I'm just tired of it. I'm just, 
I don't want to do this anymore. I don't. I don't want to I don't want to look at a person and and make any assess any about a person based on what they look like. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to live like this. I don't want to even do it with myself. I don't. I I I don't think that that it is it is I think it's the way that my brain has been cattled to to believe I think it's I think it's a lot of it is to sell products. This is this thing that you need. This is this thing that you need to you have to look a certain way, you have to dress a certain way, you have to use this skincare product. You you know it's it's and and so it is to sell goods and see this is another thing that I'm sure that they can figure me out. I'm sure that they can, but I like to think that advertisers would have a harder time with me. First of all, in some ways getting to me. They do I do get a disproportionate amount of clothing ads on my Instagram, which is actually okay with me because I like it. Not that I buy everything, but I like it. I like seeing clothes. I like clothing a lot. It makes me happy. And so, um, but like advertisers would, you know, because I'm, first of all, I'm not likely to buy it. Like I might look at it and think it's pretty. I might go in, you know, see, well, how much do they want for that? Okay. You know, am I willing to, in fact, I'm trying to think if I've ever bought anything off of Instagram and I think the answer is no. I've never bought anything off of Instagram ever. But I enjoy the advertisements and I do look at them, which is interesting that I never buy anything. <laughs> now, I will tell you that that free people send me a lot of advertisements and I like those too. And I am more likely to buy them because I really like that brand. I feel like they put a lot into their their clothing. I feel like their clothing is beautiful. And so I buy it. And so, so back to my subject matter and being that I believe that, that that's part of it. There may be a bigger part of us just wanting us unhappy here for some reason, which I don't understand. It just seems like, like an unhappy population is somehow easier to control a population that feels like they're not powerful, a population that feels like they're unattractive. That I, I don't understand it. I don't, you know, and if you buy this thing, somehow this thing is going to, going to fix it. It's going to fix the unhappiness. So it's like this loop of, you know, that I feel like generally speaking that I'm not in. But I haven't mastered it. I have not yet mastered this way of thinking that that 
And I believe that our body responds to it. Our body responds to... So I did a, a podcast years ago, like one of my first ones was on food. Because years ago, I I went on an elimination diet because I was really sick. So I basically eliminated everything and I could hardly eat anything. And I, and, but then I, I realized I have to eat. So like, okay, so now what am I going to do? And I started to bring things back into my, for me to eat. And I could tell if something was good for me by how it made me feel. And a lot of times I could look at something. I could just merely look at it and like, I shouldn't eat that. Or I should eat that. Like I I could tell just by looking at it whether I should eat it or not. And and so as the years have gone by, I uh, oh okay, so I had realized that one of the biggest culprits for me personally is sugar. Sugar is just not good for me. It's not. And I don't believe that aspartame is good for me either, like a chemical. Um, so I eliminated sugar from my diet, which honestly is incredibly challenging. Because if you look at labels, and I started to look at labels all the time. If you look at labels, sugar is in everything. Ketchup. Ketchup has sugar. Um, spaghetti sauce has sugar in it. Uh, I mean, like, there's just tons of sugar in our food. And, and so I started to, 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 so in order to have sweet things, because I like sweet things, I do, I like it. I just started to trade sugars out. And people would tell me, your body doesn't know the difference. They would say, your body does not know the difference between that honey and and that table sugar. People would try to tell me this. And I didn't believe them. Because I believe that our brains are incredibly sophisticated. Our, our brain... In, in like even the mere thought of buying that that honey the mere thought of buying that honey and I, I, I think it may even have an effect on our body before we even put it into our body. I'm not sure about this. This is just a, just a theory of mine. But I used to do this thing. So when I when I cut out sugar <laughs> Um, as much as I as humanly possible, I cut out sugar. I would do this thing where I would imagine myself actually eating my favorite candy. I used to buy these candy raspberries. They had them in like black and and red. I used to buy them from World Market, and I would put this thing in my mouth, and I would, I would, and it had all these little candy balls, and then around on the outside and then it had like this jelly center 
So I would, I would pop this thing in my mouth and I would kind of suck off all the little balls on the outside. And then I, you know, oh my God. And I absolutely loved even the act of eating these things. So I would just sit and I could imagine it. I could imagine what it felt like eating this thing. And I often wondered if my body actually would think that it was having sugar and would have the same reaction to the thought of it as it would to me actually eating it. So I started to think maybe this isn't a good thing for me to do, even have the imagination of it. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I really believe that our bodies are just much more sophisticated than, than we want to think. <clears throat> and so, so basically, what I, what I, what I am proposing for myself in mastering, what I am mastering is, is getting off this Ferris wheel. I was just getting off this Ferris wheel because I, I don't want to live like this. I don't want to live, um, thinking about my self-worth somehow and food my self-worth and how much I eat or what I eat or whether I exercised every single day or whether I've done anything every single day. I don't want to judge my self-worth on these things. That somehow today was a good day and the, or today I failed. I don't want to think in these terms because I don't want to live like that. I want to enjoy my life. And I'm not suggesting going out and, and, and just flat out just trying to gluttony. I guess that's the word I should say. I'm not talking about gluttony. I'm just I'm just saying that that I that I would like to master this where, and one of the things I was thinking about in mastering this was like really kind of living more in my body. Because when I really started to think about it, it's like I, I separate. It's like I almost separate from my body a lot of times. Like in this really strange way, like that I, so as, so as, I don't know. I know that I'm not my body. I mean, I think that we all kind of know this to one degree, that there's something that is us that is not our physical body. But then I try to like find, okay, so where is my awareness? And my awareness seems to kind of be around my brain, I guess. <laughs> I think, therefore, I am. <laughs> And then sometimes I try to like have my awareness in different parts of my body. I can like move my awareness to different parts of my body. And, and, you know, but this is the vehicle with which I, I experience this world. Where I experience my life. I'm, I'm in a vehicle here. So, and I try to take good care of this vehicle. 
but I, I, I want off this Ferris wheel of, of my self-worth is just, it's just kind of a weird concept of somehow like getting my self-esteem or my, my, my feeling like, like I'm somehow like a failure if I eat a candy bar and not wanting to feel that way. I don't really want to feel that way. I don't want to live that way. And so just being a little bit more in, in just enjoying my life in general, one of the things that's been coming to mind like like very very recently has been I go back to this a lot and that is um Bruce Lipton he talks about the honeymoon effect and I I absolutely love that where he talks about just being so in love with your life and you know how it is when you're in love nothing really matters nothing matters they you know stuff can happen at your jobs like I don't care Stuff can happen here, you know, there is like, you just really don't care because you are happy. You're just happy. And then what ends up happening with being happy is that everything in our life just sort of falls in line. We look happy. We feel happy. Our body is happy. And a happy body expresses itself in in a more desirable way for us. You know, um, the expression of it. It's like, it's not really, it's not really how much I weigh that I'm, it's how I feel in my body. And I like this feeling of, of being lighter. I like what it feels like in my clothes when I just know I just know what it feels like when it feels the way I want to feel. And holding on to that, being in that energy and just staying in it, like really, really getting a hold of, of, of what that felt like, being at what I would consider possibly my ideal weight or my ideal body, the way that I feel in my clothes. Because it's not necessarily my weight. I don't weigh myself, and I don't want to know what my weight is. don't want to live my life by my weight. But I, I know what it feels like when in my clothes and when I'm walking, when I'm moving through space. I know what it feels like when when my body is where I, I like it to be, when I'm having this honeymoon effect, with all is well with the world and all is well with my body. So that's where I want to be. <clears throat> and I want to focus on that, focusing myself and mastering these skills to focus that way, to enjoy my life. I just had a birthday <clears throat> and it's it's been weirder for me 
this has been a whole that I will do a podcast on one of these days, but not today. But I'm just going to mention it. This has been a whole other layer. Has been has been my age and my perception of age, and I mean i I look, I look, feel, and everything differently than I thought I would at my age. <clears throat> I I I really feel just fantastic. I do not feel my age whatsoever, and. A lot of times I look in the mirror, like a lot of times I look in the mirror and I'm, I'm, I'm totally great with what I see. I'm great with what I see. I mean, sometimes I look down and I look at my hand and I'm not sure whose hand that is. (laughs) And, and I mean, we really as a society have been taught that age is, is and and there's not nothing that we can do about it. There's not a thing we can do about it, and that somehow it is more, it is it is, it is, there is any value. In the thought that somebody has been on the planet, for less time than another person. You know, I mean, it's super interesting. Like when you're young, you want to be older. Like when you're you're like the youngest person in the family, which I was, you, you want to be older. Like you 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 feel like you're somehow the underdog because you're the youngest. But then you're, then when you get older, you're like the youngest, and they're the old. I mean, it's like we're never satisfied. Ever. As a society, we're taught to not be satisfied. I mean, I I make jokes about this because I just think it's funny. It's like, you know, if it's cold, I complain. And it's like I wait for the summer. When it's summer, I complain it's too hot. It's like we're, we are, we, we so often are not just in a moment enjoying whatever it is. Just enjoying a moment, just being mindful, just coming to the present moment of it is the perfect expression. My body is the perfect expression. Whatever is happening is the perfect thing to be happening. I mean, it's all good. It's all good. It's just our perception of it. My perception of it. But I think our, I don't think I'm alone in this. I think this is is really a human condition that I don't know when it started so badly to be this way, you know, because I only have my own context for it. But I know that my entire life, as long as I can remember, this has been, these themes have been an issue. And this is the year that I'm looking at it and I'm going to practice and I'm, I'm hoping to really get more solidified and, and gain more mastery in this area of my life just for my own joy because I really ultimately want to just be happy. That's my goal, a sustained happiness. And so... I didn't talk about the second 
<laughs> there's a second topic that I want to talk about, but I will save that for another time. I, I really appreciate you listening. I do. And I will be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap. <laughs>